0: A good diary can bring back the dead with a power denied even the most gifted physician. Paul A. Kennedy was an exceptional surgeon, but it is his journal of three years at war in North Africa, Italy, and Western Europe that resurrects an era now more than 70 years gone. The story he tells, day by day, is vivid, poignant, and often shocking. Kennedy is as committed to his comrades and to his country's cause as any loyal soldier, yet the stark authenticity of his narrative makes this among the most compelling anti-war accounts of World War II. As a proficient combat surgeon must, Kennedy works briskly through the long queue of broken soldiers who appear on his operating table. Young men, damaged by artillery, mines, gunshots, grenades, bombs, accidents. Through him we see entry wounds, exit wounds, transverse liver wounds, fractured skulls, amputations, gut perforations. Among the first battlefield cases he treats in Tunisia is an unexploded 20 millimeter shell embedded in a soldier's elbow, not the sort of procedure normally taught in medical school. At Salerno, where he spends his first night ashore, sleeping just beyond the beach, With only a towel for cover, he operates on an Italian boy who has lost both legs and an eye. I never really knew until today, he writes, what war means to civilians. The boy dies. On the Volturno River, he treats a soldier with a piece of shell in his brain, a bullet in his belly, and his left hand blown off. Kennedy's skill as a draftsman in meticulously illustrating severe wounds makes his written descriptions even more wrenching. Treating hundreds of combat wounded only enhances Kennedy's humanity. His admiration for ordinary G.I.s, particularly infantrymen, is unalloyed. Arms and legs missing, dirty, foul-smelling wounds, and never a complaint from any of them, he writes. He mourns for widows who have yet to hear of their loss, like Ina May Warren of Iowa, whose corporal had an arm and a leg blown off, plus a thousand other wounds. So tonight, unknown to her, Ina May Warren is without her husband, and forever. Like the army he serves, Kennedy becomes ever more adept as the war unfolds. Off-duty, he studies surgery textbooks and seeks out experienced surgeons for advice. Through him, we sense the brilliance of American technical skill, innovation, and logistical competence. Through him, we also experience war's misery, mud, rain, bad food, incoming artillery, inconstant mail, air raids, loneliness, an actual ache that I can feel. He is an astute observer with a gift for evocative images. Aboard a troop transport bound for southern France, he puts in a shift as a watch officer down in a dark hatch filled with sweating soldiers. Fortunate your sense of smell tires after a time, and you smell nothing. During yet another artillery barrage in France, he hugged the earth with a fierce love. A civilian at heart, He can be caustic about military life. Hash, hash, beans, and more hash, he complains, then repeats the time-tested GI injunction. Keep your mouth shut, bowels open, and don't volunteer for anything. That's the Army. After an inspection by a senior medical officer, Kennedy writes... He asks some awfully stupid questions for a guy who's supposed to be the boss of all medical installations. As a doctor who often lives and works in danger close to the front, he disdains rear echelon officers, all dressed up with their pants pressed. War makes him acerbic. While treating wounded German prisoners, he muses, We chase them like hell, shoot the hell out of them, and then work like hell to keep them alive. For what? In the best G.I. tradition, trenchant humor helps get through the day and through the war, as when he loses his dog tag and reflects, I'll probably turn out to be the unknown soldier.